Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the first episode of Sadie Spills the Tea this week. Going to be honest with you, we had a little um, uploading error yesterday. So if you did see the little post, we had a lot of technical issues because hashtag I work in tech, right? Anyway, and um, here we are. We're going to just go ahead and, and re-record this and uh, jump into some things here. Um, first and foremost, I want to wish everyone a happy 4th of July week weekend-ish. Um, I know that it's technically next weekend, but we're absolutely heading into that. And I feel like, you know, when there's a holiday like on the horizon and your work week just feels like, oh my gosh, I'm just itching to get to the holiday. Boom, we're there. Going to be honest with you. Um, I probably won't have an episode on Friday. I'm going to be on my way to my 4th of July plans. And I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. It feels like it's been a little while since we've had something to like genuinely look forward to and it's been on the calendar and whatnot. So I am absolutely ecstatic about that. And I just want to go ahead and say, we need to be normalizing, looking forward to things, having things on your calendar, maybe weeks, months, however far in advance, um, just because it like really gets exciting when the, uh, the whatever that event is, is approaching, whatever if you're even going to happy hour on like a Thursday night, it's like, oh my gosh, something to look forward to. Um, anyway, that's just how my mind works. I'm really, really excited about this holiday. So I hope everyone um, feels confident in all of the tea that they're going to learn this week so that they can head into their weekend plans, um, educated and uh, talking smack. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's just dive right in um, because again, last night, was game five against the Suns Clippers. And you guys, I really thought the clip, the Suns were going to do it. I thought Suns and five was a thing. Um, there were, there were a couple opportunities where the Suns looked like they really had it. And then the entire, I'd say, I don't know, last like four, three, four minutes, um, literally in the fourth quarter, the Clippers just ha had the Suns beat by like 14 points consistently the entire time. And it was like, oh shit, we're not going to win this one again. Going to go ahead and say my theory. I don't think the Suns win without Kendall Jenner. Roll your eyes, do your thing, whatever. Let me just say, last night was a case in point. And I'm really hoping that the Suns can come out and uh, win game six. Let's just fucking lock this shit down. These Clippers are driving me crazy. They're playing dirty. Patrick Beverly just mimicking um, Chris Paul last night. Falling, oh, drives me crazy. They literally make my... Anyway, okay, so we have the um, game six, of course, is going to be on Wednesday of the Suns Clippers. And then tonight we have game four against the Bucks Hawks. Um, the Bucks are up. They won game three against the Atlanta Hawks. Go Coach Bud. We are so happy about that. I really, really, really want the Bucks to win tonight. Again, hoping, solidifying, manifesting a Suns Buck um, final would be very incredible. So shout out to Coach Bud and the Bucks. Let's get that dub tonight. Um, in other sports news, we had the Olympic gymnastic qualifiers kind of go down this weekend. Not necessarily qualifiers, but they solidified who is going to Tokyo um, for the women's gymnastic team. Of course, Simone Biles will be there because she's the face of USA, right? Um, there's five or six other girls that made it, of course. Um, apparently, they all kind of fucked up at some sort, like on the beam or the barbs or whatever that looks like. Anyway, we have the um, Olympic gymnastics gymnasts that are going to Tokyo, which is really exciting. I watched a little bit of the swimming qualifiers um, over the last week. 
the Olympics are so fucking fascinating. I'm so excited to be able to have that on the horizon. Again, things to look forward to, right? Every single night when the Olympics are on, you have something to watch, which is so exciting. Um, and I'm really, really excited for the Olympics to actually start and to have everyone rooting for our country. And, you know, it's like, oh shit, what time's Simone on tonight? We got to watch. Love that. Swimming's personally my favorite. I even love a little synchronized diving. That's so chic of them. Anyway, but um, in relatable to me, um, sports news, right? It is made headlines yesterday that Kimberly Kardashian, our favorite girl in the world, and the Skims team are going to be doing um, the Skims like, or sorry, the uh, Olympic undergarments. They're doing undergarments, loungewear, socks, bras, that kind of thing. Um, they're stunning. We saw the campaign come out. They have all these different women modeling them. They look so cozy and comfortable. This is not a plug for skims. Um, although I have like some of the fuzzy shit, really comfortable, have not tried anything else. If you've tried it, let me know. I'd love to hear how it goes, but we'd love to see that Kim is, um, doing this with skims for the Olympics. Like she's always just climbing the ladder, trying to find more and more things to do and become more and more relevant. And I got to give it to her because this is, you know, as the Kardashian, family, Kardashian-Jenner family, this kind of comes full circle. And Caitlin actually commented on the Instagram and said that um, when Kim kind of announced it, she was like, you know, the Olympics have always been close to my heart, my stepdad, you know, I grew up watching him, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and sure enough, Caitlin comments and is like, I'm really, really proud of you. This is so full circle. Like, I couldn't love this more, which is really great. And like, it's so Kim. Um, so we're hats off to them. Very, very excited. Um, also not that anyone cares, but there's the match coming up, which is the golf tournament. So if you have a significant other in your life or you're down for golf, the match is coming up against, um, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, Aaron Rodgers, and Bryson DeChambeau. That's going to be, I think at the beginning of next week. Um, and that's gonna be on TV. So if you're into golf, that's what's happening. Okay, so need to segue into pop culture and just issue an apology to Travis Scott because I know he's listening and I know he took my um, Friday's episode really personally. So apologies that I said he was going to be debuting his Dior collection spring, summer 2022. And at some point, joke's on me, it actually happened last Friday after I recorded. Um, and so he released his, you know, capsule with Dior. He sat front row um, with Bella Hadid looking stunning. The capsule is a lot of like snake prints, animal prints um like cutouts right not rhinestones but like gemstone like embellishment type of vibe a lot of cactuses because he's the whole cactus jack thing um and just major apologies to travis scott no kylie was not there because kylie knows that if she showed up she would have stolen the show and uh we love that for travis so hats off to him um i know this is a little off topic but i'm just gonna go ahead and plug this here i heard a rumor that kim kardashian is actually going to be doing a collab with kim jones and fendi um so if that comes out, you heard it here first, and potentially there's going to be a little capsule collab going on that I would love to see for Kim. So, okay, so um, on Sunday night was the BET Awards, going to be honest, did not watch them, but I saw plenty of the red carpet. Um, of course, we were watching basketball. Hello, priorities. Anyway, um, Zendaya fucking slayed the red carpet, let me tell you. She wore this purple kind of cutout um, Versace dress. Everyone's like, oh my God, Zendaya. Well, fun fact, she was actually paying homage to the dress that Beyonce wore to the BET Awards in 2003. It was the same dress, like a little longer version. Um, and Zendaya basically 
went in the archives, found the dress, almost had them like chop off the bottom, just like tailored a little bit to herself. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she looked absolutely flawless. Love to see Zendaya like taking a look from 2003 and bringing it back. I really hope that like more celebs start doing that. Um, I love like the whole recycled thing. I follow this girl randomly on Instagram that's like price per wear, cost per wear of the items that you buy. So like every time you buy something like and you re keep re-wearing it, the, the cost goes down, right? And I just feel like Kate Middleton was probably the first person to like vocalize this out loud. And maybe this, she was just the first person that I paid attention to, but like normalizing re-wearing shit, right? Like, okay, you buy something. It's really great. You take the pick and then you're like, okay, fuck. Like everyone's already seen it. Normalize re-wearing shit. I'm all about like a top with a different bottom or like just, you know, re-zhuzhing the outfit or the piece. Um, but just love that for Zendaya. Also on Sunday um, and at the BET Awards, well, technically she did it off in, or she did it on Instagram first, but Cardi B and off that are expecting baby number two. Cardi B posted Instagram basically of um, getting herself in one of those belly molds when you're pregnant, right? They put the clay on you, they mold it to your body, and then so you kind of have like the whole mold outset, offset, whatever the hell you want to call it. Anyway, I've used to, a lot of people do them and I don't hate it at all. I think it's kind of cool to see how big you got. Anyway, that was her breaking the internet, quote unquote, um, Instagram expecting, announcing that they're expecting baby number two. And then at the BET Awards, um, Cardi B came out in this like jumpsuit, like very bedazzled rhinestone teardroppy kind of vibe dress um, with a full cutout like in the middle, like full blown cutout like around the stomach so you could visibly see um, the, belly, the baby bump. So hats off to them. Very excited. I get the vibe that she's probably going to be due like relatively soon, like maybe end of summer, fall, because um, the bump's pretty big. So we love that for them. And they already have baby future. I can't wait to see if this is a boy or a girl and mainly just excited about the baby names because you know that we're on a big kick of that okay what else um in some movie news the book um famous book daisy jones and the six is going to be a movie i didn't read the book i'm on this kick of this other author right now honestly really proud of myself i'm like really crushing my book record i think i'm at eight or nine this year so if anyone needs like a good rom-com series that they're just like when I say series, I mean like a shit ton of books by one author. They are so fabulous. If you're just looking to like have a beach read, crush the books out, honestly, text me because I got you. Anyway, um, Daisy Jones and Six is going to be turned into a movie. Um, Suki Waterhouse, who is a stunning model, is actually going to be playing Daisy um, in this movie and filming is going to be starting in September. I feel like it's finally time where movies are picking back up. We're actually going to see more movies being filmed. They're going to be released. I think movie theaters are coming back to life. Hopefully, my mom is like really, really hopefully on hopeful on that one. Anyway, um, Suki Waterhouse was recently, well, not recently at all. She was linked to Bradley Cooper years and years and years ago. Um, that's kind of how she came on the scene. And now she's with Robert Pattinson, who, of course, our Twilight King. Um, but she is a stunning person. And I just wanted to go ahead and call that out because I think that's going to be a new um, thing that you're going to hear is Daisy Jones and the Six is about to be the new movie that people are talking about. Okay, what else is going on here? There, so there's a new Netflix show. Um, I'm sure people have seen this because it is like horrifyingly on commercials and out there and whatnot. It is basically called Sexy Beasts. Um, I'm sure you've seen two like animal head creature prosthetic looking things sitting across from the table from one another. That's like literally the ad. 
anyway, um, Netflix is ho- pre- premiering this new show. It's called Sexy Beast, right? It's going to be like a Love is Blind meets the Mass Singer kind of vibe. Um, they already signed for two seasons, which is like, oh, aggressive. Like, who knows if we're going to even like the first. But it's basically these singles come to this show place, wherever, and then they get put in these animal prosthetics and they go on a blind date. Sounds a little wild to me. Don't know why we need all these prosthetics when it's like Love is Blind was an absolutely great show and like had a perfect premise. Hello, Amber and Barnett, Lauren and Cameron, right? We had some things going with that. So the fact that they're doing like animal prosthetics is like, uh-huh, why? Um, that's just like that. Like what? Um, okay. And then lastly, Scooter Braun, he, uh, he had an article. He was, you know, did this whole interview shebang, whatnot. Um, it was fascinating. You know, he's definitely a businessman, but just wanted to go ahead and call out that he basically says in the interview that he is really upset by this narrative that Taylor Swift has created with the whole re-recording and the owning of her records and all of that kind of thing, right? Taylor Swift didn't get to re, doesn't own some of her, like, some of I'm pretty sure she doesn't own like a shit ton of her albums that she's actually written because of her contract and this whole thing with Scooter Braun went down and the other guy Scott Borseca or something like that anyway Scooter Braun basically says that he offered Taylor all the rights to her songs like off the table there was like no NDA that was going on there um she obviously refused and the narrative's still going Scooter Braun also sold his company for like a billion dollars after he got acquired he got acquired for a billion dollars and has given Justin, Ariana, and Demi some stock in the company, which I kind of love because like that's they're the reason that he's he's the guy that he is, right? They made the name for him. Anyway, he's really upset about the narrative that Taylor's story has created. Obviously, we know she's re-recording all of her albums. Um, the only thing I really give a shit about Scooter Braun is that his wife is the literally my angel on earth. Um, her name is Yale, Y-A-E-L. If anyone wants to go do a little lurk job, she's fabulousness. Um, she works on fuck cancer and does a lot of really great things in the cancer research department. So we love that for them. Um, and again, Taylor Swift is like re-recording and all that kind of shit. Okay. Lastly, segueing into the whole, um, anyway, Justin Bieber is going back on tour. As we know, Justin Bieber has not had a killer track record of being on tour, like straight up, right? He has had to cancel. He's had some breakdowns. He's almost like kind of pulled a Kanye West. Anyway, um, he announced his tour like a few months ago and then he recently pulled it back and now is going back on tour. And it's like all the dates are pushed back. Like I feel like everyone's kind of pushing their dates back right now just because of COVID and whatnot. But um, really interesting that I read that Justin Bieber didn't really have killer albums or killer songs like at all until the pandemic, right? Once COVID hit, it was like bop after bop after bop. Like his new album's fire, straight up. And it's been a few years. I think the last time he had a really good album was like a senior year of college when the girls and I were like dying over that. Anyway, when he was like calling out Haley, the girlfriend song. Anyway, so Justin Bieber's going back on tour and basically he's saying that Haley's going to be his saving grace. She's the reason that he's comfortable going back on tour and that he's going to hit all the cities and he's not going to have a breakdown. How much pressure is that on Haley? Like, I don't know how I feel about well, A, they're stunning together, but like, what's the inside of their relationship for real, right? Haley has all this pressure on her to like go ahead and be this wifey of Justin all the time and be on and travel the world and make sure that he's okay. And like, she's living on the tour bus. Like there's so many pieces that I have questions to. And I'm kind of hoping that they bring back that whole YouTube show or like they have some cameras around. Maybe we'll get like the purpose tour on film. I don't know. Again, love to be a fly on the wall for like the logistics and the ins and outs of that relationship. So that's what's going on. Justin Bieber is going back on tour. Um, in a little Bravo news, 
we will have another episode of um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that is coming um, on Wednesday. I'm hoping that we get a little more insight into um, the Erica Jane thing. Of course, um, if you are enjoying Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or you haven't started yet, um, A, go watch, and B, the Watch What Happens Live with Crystal Minkoff and Kathy Hilton that was on last Wednesday night was so fucking hilarious. Kathy Hilton is... uh, God's gift, literally. I remember when I first started hearing that she was going to be on the season and I was a little hesitant. I was like, oh God, what's Kathy Hilton going to bring? Kathy Hilton is bringing it. I honestly can't imagine that we don't sign her on for another like two or three more seasons because she is so fucking hilarious. She's a comic relief. She like doesn't even have to try. She just like naturally one of those people that's like, oh my God, everything you do is like really fucking hilarious. So we are loving to see that. Um, In Bachelor news, I'll be honest with you, I was toggling between the basketball game and the new episode last night because I have problems. I couldn't commit to either one of them. Bachelor um, was nothing really to write home about. I honestly, I've been live tweeting in case anyone gives a shit about The Bachelor, and I cannot get over the fact that Katie has the fuggliest style I have ever seen, ever, ever, ever in the franchise history. Um, It like pains me how bad her outfits are. It pains me that she's literally wearing just khakis and fucking flannel every single episode. I know it's only been a few, but it's driving me insane. Like petition to fire Carrie, Carrie F is what I'm going to call him. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Who's the stylist of the Bachelor franchise. He's been the stylist for years and years and years. And it's fucking time to get someone else in there. Okay. I, I said it. There we go. I'm bashing Carrie, the ABC stylist. He's fucking blowing it. My second thing that I want to bring up is the fact that Katie keeps doing these dates with Tasha and Caitlin, like sitting right next to her. How are these men, no offense to Katie, not just like falling in love with Tasha or Caitlin for that matter, right? Katie's there. They're both like, you can see that the producers are, are like changing the volumes in terms of like the conversation. So like last night, there's a scene where they're all sitting like doing this like hot pepper contest with all these guys, whatever. And it goes, Caitlin, Tasha, and Katie. Caitlin and Tasha are like hooting and hollering and like, yeah, baby, like doing all the things like on this episode, right? And the producers like production team can mute the fact that Katie and Tasha are hooting and hollering and just zoom in and have it be muted when Katie's like giving this like really uncomfortable smile. Like, I don't understand how these men are not falling in love with the other two rather than Katie. Like, no offense. It's really hard to have two fucking buttes be standing up there while you're trying to fall in love with Katie, right? Like if I were a guy, I'd be like, okay, like Katie, like I'm down for you, but like I'm loving the amount of time and attention that I get to spend with Katie and Tasha. So I'm sure that was bitchy and I'm sorry. And if you have other thoughts, please let me know. But it's really, really irritating me that the way that they have this whole thing set up with Katie looking like shit and then these two fucking buttes sitting right next to her and I don't know. The whole thing is just like, it's a little uncomfortable. Um, But Bachelor in Paradise wrapped filming um, over the past weekend. And if you are interested in finding out who is actually together already, um, it's out there, man. It is out there. And to be honest, it's all over Instagram. Um, Not necessarily like spoiler, spoiler, just like if you want to go and figure out who you thought was potentially in paradise, there's enough comments on these people's Instagrams. You can figure out who they linked up with. Um, It's confirmed a lot of them, to be honest. I've been reading the spoilers, obviously. And going through the Instagrams, I'm like, oh shit, like people are not trying to hide it. So this is going to be a really interesting season of 
Bachelor in Paradise. Again, Becca Kufrin's down there, and she's the first lead, aka she was the Bachelorette, that we have ever seen on the beach. That already is a game changer, and I think it's going to really stir the pot. Um, so again, August could not come soon enough, strictly for Bachelor in Paradise. So freaking excited. But that's what we got on that front. Um, and then in the Kardashian news, of course, um, Travis Barker, well, he's not related to them, right? So Travis Barker tweets that he is not, go he will fly again. God, I butchered that. Travis Barker tweets that he will fly again. Of course, we know Travis Barker hasn't flown in God knows how long because of his crazy, crazy accident. Totally understandable, but he tweets that he's going to fly again. And Courtney is probably the reason behind that. As we know, Courtney spends her summers like in France in Italy like definitely abroad she's usually on a yacht like living her best life and it's like Travis like you got to get it together like if you're going to be with me and like we're living this lifestyle I need you on a plane type of thing and I'm sure it's going to be a jet or like something that's going to get in there really really fast you know what I mean like they're going to pull out all the strings for Travis so he is going to fly again and we are going to wait and see the pics of that also just like side note on the whole Travis Courtney thing I read this article yesterday that was saying like do you think um Megan Fox feels threatened that she and Machine Gun Kelly were like kind of the it couple and then Courtney and Travis have just like over PDA'd them and I was like ooh fascinating if we're really going to get into it Megan Fox like has kind of been off the radar for a little while not off the radar she's always like the most stunning gal but she hasn't had like insane um like red carpets or like movie premieres or anything like that like since Transformers and I'm reading that she has a couple of projects that are coming up nothing that's going to like be boosting her career as an actress but like it's going to be you know some small low budget films and then she's also doing an animation so that's not really like boosting her star power credential you know what I mean um so I'm going to say that Kourtney Kardashian and, and Travis Barker are just like living a, on a completely different element completely different level just because of Kourtney's fame just in general but Travis Barker's going to fly again, and we will be waiting for those pictures. Um, in other Kardashian news, we had Chloe's birthday on Sunday. And as we know, um, she, well, as we think we know, she and Tristan broke up after the whole cheating scandal that went down a few weeks ago when he was at the club with like those three girls and there was pics. Anyway, um, he posted quite a long, beefy happy birthday to Chloe, saying, Happy birthday to my best friend, my partner. He says, I love you, you're the best thing, yada, yada, yada. There's all these hearts, etc. Um, he also posts some pics that are pretty fucking handsy, if you ask me. If you go through and you swipe through however many there are, um, there's one in particular. They're both sitting in braids, they got their hands all cozy, whatnot. The Reddit trolls that I follow basically figured out that that was a picture from Kylie's birthday in 2020. Actually, November, October, the fall of 2020, that picture was taken, um, which is, you know, contradictory to what Chloe said at the reunion with with Andy when she was like, yeah, Tristan and I recently just got back together in 2021. Well, people are like, are you sure? I don't know. What's the story? I don't know if we'll ever get this story straight with those two. I don't think we're ever going to get like, you know, you know how they say that there's like each person's version and then there's actually the truth. I don't know if we're ever going to get the truth and like what's going down and what's happening. Obviously, we only love and support Chloe, but at the same time, Chloe cannot keep going back to him, dog. Like, you, I get that he's true's dad. I get that, you know, he's got to always be in the life, like whatever, but like we need to keep an arm's like distance. Um, I'm also sick of Tristan's like thirsty ass friends. I saw a thing that like his whole crew was at Nicki Minaj's party the other night and the whole thread was like, who the fuck are these guys? And they were like, oh, they're Tristan's crew. And it's like, oh, Tristan has his crew like hanging out with Nicki Minaj and just like, you know, bumping elbows with all these people. Anyway, 
Um, there was not a huge party for Chloe either. Um, one of my favorite things about Kardashian events is that we usually get like the pre, we get the makeup pics, we get the outfit pics, we get the setting up, we get the scene. And then like for, you know, the next like 10 days, we get the photo booth pics. Well, we haven't seen any of that still. Um, we saw Malika do like a little champagne toast clink thing that Chloe was really into. Thought that was cute. Um, and then Chloe last night posted a picture of Kylie and Rob that looked like it could have been on her birthday. But other than that, we didn't get anything. So I will be interested to see if any pics go down if we get anything else from this Chloe, you know, situation, I have to imagine she's trying to stay a little more low key with the breakup news and the Tristan news, because that's what we know Chloe does when Tristan fucks her life over. She kind of goes into hiding for a little bit and I don't blame her at all. Right. So, um, that's really what we got in, uh, today's episode. Um, lastly, there is a Love Island UK season that premiered yesterday. Um, yes, it is on live in the UK. If you have the I ITV, I want to say is what it's called. Um, Emma Campbell scolded me and told me that if I can't figure out how to watch it, like friendship's over. So if anyone is interested in watching Love Island UK and has figured out their VPN situation or wants to collab on how we're going to be able to watch that, please let me know. Um, I'm honestly really excited to watch. I just like need to figure out the logistics of it. So if you're interested in that, please let me know. And uh, other than that, please keep the, you know, comments, feedback, suggestions. Keep calling me out when I fuck shit up. Sorry, Travis Scott. And uh, I'll see you guys later this week for another episode of Sadie Spills the Tea.